do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Our passage today in this quick reminder comes from Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3. There's just a few words I'd like to point out in looking at this verse. The first word would be selfishness. Do nothing from selfishness. The word means contentiousness. Webster's definition of contentiousness is this, likely to cause disagreement or argument. That really takes me back. Because when we're selfish, we're thinking that the, the act that we're, we're making is just, you know, thinking about myself. But actually, what's going on here, this contentiousness, is an act of aggression toward another, likely to cause disagreement or argument. The word in the Greek derives from another word that means to provoke. So do nothing from the attitude of provoking The next word is actually two words in our English translation, and those are the words empty conceit, and it simply means cheap pride. So do nothing from cheap pride. And this word derives from another word which carries with it the idea of desiring vain glory. Do nothing that comes from a desire for vain glory useless glory. So how is it possible for us to live this way, to not be selfish, to not uh, live with empty conceit? The verse goes on to tell us it is with humility of mind, our lowliness of mind. Bob Utley says that this humility of mind is the contextual opposite of selfishness and empty conceit. Jesus tells us in Matthew eleven twenty nine, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. This verse that we find in Philippians 2, 3 is actually describing the life of Christ in the believer. Jesus tells us in Matthew 11 that he is humble in heart. And we see we are to be humble as well, according to verse 3 in Philippians 2. So this literally is the life of Christ. To what extent should we be humble toward others? Well, our verse goes on to say, regard one another as more important than yourselves. So we are to be humble toward others with an attitude that they are more important than me. This is the life of Christ. Just a few verses down in Philippians 2, in verse 8, we read this, Being found in appearance as a man, he, Jesus Christ, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So we see, once again, this humility is literally Christ's life. It's him living in us. This humility is the opposite of what we naturally gravitate to, the selfishness and the empty conceit, but it is literally Christ's life. And so it should be seen in us. 
We once had a student. I'll call him John. That's not his name. But John had broke the record for the most points given at Bible school. And he broke the record within the first three weeks. Now, for those of you who don't understand what I mean by points, we have a point system here. And when you are given a certain number of points, in some years it's when a certain number of points are taken away, so it depends on what year and what the system is, then after you have been either given or points have been taken away and you reach a certain number, then there is extra work. There's consequences that you, uh, you have to deal with. And so this one particular student, it was the year that we were taking points away. And he had, uh, he had over 30 points taken away from him in the first three weeks. That had never happened in the history of my time anyway at his hill. So I had to sit down and have a talk with him. What's going on? He didn't get points for big reasons. He was late for breakfast. He was late for class. He was late for his duty. And so I sat down and and talked with him about this. And I said, John, do you understand that when you are late for class, the students have to wait on you before class can start? Do you understand that the teacher who's been preparing for many hours to teach this one class now is being cheated of a full class time? Do you understand when you show up late for breakfast that the one that has been preparing this meal has then been abused? That you're late and so now what she's been working so hard on is getting cold. Do you understand that when you show up late for your duty that you are causing others to have to cover for you until you get there? So, in other words, all of these things that you're doing are nothing more than selfishness. And he felt convicted by that. He, he understood what I was saying, and he knew that it wasn't right. But it was a, tr- it was a problem for him. And so the Lord worked on his heart throughout the first semester. In the second semester, he comes back to school. And he walked into the office for registration, and I was standing nearby and was privileged to witness what just happened. There was a new student in front of him, and she apparently had used all of her finances in order to come to Bible school because she didn't have any money to pay for any of the optional fees, like an email account or uh, there was a gas fee for a shopping trip that we would be taking that week. So it was things like this. And so the registrar said, would you like to have an email account? And she said, I would like to, but I don't have any money. Well, John was standing behind her. <laughs> and something happened that really took, took, my, took me back. He reached into his pocket. He grabbed the money that was needed for her email account, and he laid it on the counter and said, I'll take care of that. The new student turned around and she said, no, I don't want you to have to do that. And he says, no, look, it's, it's okay. I, I have the money and I think it would be good for you to have the email account and it's my privilege to help you. So she thanked him. Then the registrar hated to do it, but it was next on the list. And she says, well, there's also the gas fee for the trip. And you know, the new student just smiled and said, well, I guess I won't go on the trip. 
John reached into his pocket, pulled out the money, laid it on the counter for, for this new student to go on the shopping trip. And then there was a third optional fee. And obviously she didn't have the money. John reached around. He paid for it again. The new student turned around, looked at him and said, thank you. I really do appreciate this. And so she walks into the next room for the next station of registration. John steps up to the registrar. The registrar looks at John and says, well, John, do you want to keep your email account from last semester? John said, yes, I would like to, but I'm out of money. The new student ran back into the room because she heard this and she demanded that he take his money back. And John said, no, it's okay. It's my privilege to do this. And I really would like to see you be able to take advantage of these optional activities. Wow. That is the life of Christ. That is the life of humility. That is not selfishness. That is not empty conceit. But that that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. My name is Kelly Darty, and this has been a quick reminder of the His Hill Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so by email. My address is kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at hishill.org. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus.